Did you know that Skull and Bones was first announced at E3 in 2017? You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the XboxHub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello, welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 193. My name's Gareth Bradley. I'm going to be your host on my virtual left is Mr. Darren Edwards. How are you doing, Darren? Hello, good evening. Nice to be back. How are you, Gareth? I'm very good. God, we're getting near to 200, aren't we? When's that going to happen? It's going to happen by April, maybe? Yeah. Wow. Um, On my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Good evening, Gareth. I'm very well, thank you. Um, yeah. Does something exciting happen when we get to 200, then? Um, we we get cancelled. Oh, is, is that how it works? Yeah, I we, thought that was happening at 100. No, we do that one one nine nine. We do something outrageous. We just that's it. We're done. <laughs> we go mad. We oh, say we'll straight to 201. We say we say all the things we wanted to say. Um, oh, that'll be an after dark podcast then, won't it? <laughs> <Will be. laughs> that'll be after the watershed. Yeah. Um, and my virtual opposite is Mr. Richard Dobson. How are you doing, Richard? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. I'm good. I'm I'm surviving. I don't know why I'm surviving, but it's been very sunny today in London. So it's like yeah. summer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have we been doing this week? What fun things have we been doing? Richard, let's start with you as we just... Uh, well, it was the Super Bowl on Sunday, as I'm sure literally everyone is aware of it now because Taylor Swift's involved in it, and that means that it's just rammed down people's throats, whether they want it or not. Um, it's the first time in probably 20 years that I've not watched it live. I decided, because of the teams that were involved, I had zero interest in it, so I watched it Monday morning instead. And... The game, the game was actually quite good fun. Uh, not the best in terms of quality. Um, it was much more of a defensive performance by both teams in the first half. But yeah, everything's just overshadowed by Taylor Swift now. It's like the game hardly even mattered. They had spe- specific cameras set up so they could see every reaction she was doing. And it was all just a bit much, to be honest. <laughs> Did you enjoy the game? Well, what, what I was able to see of it, yeah, but half of it was Taylor Swift on on camera. All right, there you go. Um, but... Can I ask a question? Good go on, yeah, Paul. Uh, yeah, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's something that I read on the on the Twitter or the the platform formerly known as Twitter, and it was that Kanye West had apparently paid for a seat right in front of Taylor Swift, so that every time the camera went to there, he was there. And she got him removed. Do you know if that is true? I have no idea. She was a, she was in a box, so but like no a cardboard one, box, solid snake. No, one of the. <laughs> I, th- I think there were about two and a half million dollar ex- suite box executive boxes, which is My more goodness. than uh, one of the quarterbacks was on. He couldn't have even afforded a box. They were that expensive. Oh, wow. Outrageous. But it, did you also see the? Uh, the news from the victory parade today as well. I did. Yeah. yeah that's scandalous. Shocking, isn't it? So. Oh, just, yeah. Depressing. 
So there you go. Yeah, we're, um, not, we're not going to bring the podcast down, but no. yeah, it's it, unbelievable in it these days. It was the most watched TV event since the yeah, over since the moon landings. Yeah, which mm-hmm. in America. Um, good. There you go. Super Bowl is uh, something I've never seen. And one day I will see it. Um, there's no point. We're not American. Oh yeah. I mean, Adobo must think he's American or something to be into American football. But yeah, no. Good. There you go. That's the word from Paul. Uh, <laughs> American <laughs> football is nonsense unless you're American. If you're not American, forget about it. Yeah. Good. There you go. Um, how's your week been, Paul? Um, it's been absolutely dreadful, Gareth. Thanks for asking. Um, I've keep it light. Keep it light. I've been um, spent the week in Yorkshire in Wakefield. I'll not say Leeds because it offends Dobbo. Um, it it kind of is. It's like ten miles to Leeds, so it, Still ten it's, miles not enough. It's Yorkshire enough for me. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, flat caps and whippets everywhere. Um, now. So, yeah, it's, it's that time of year again when uh, the old pat tester comes out of retirement and I have to go around and crawl on the floor and unplug every single plug in a massive great shop stroke warehouse stroke office block. So, yeah, I'm having a right good time. But then just just for a, a break, you know, because obviously everybody needs a bit of a break from now from these kind of exciting things every now and again. Um, I've got to go to Essex tomorrow because somebody has managed to blow up one of their PCs. So, uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> go. From one end of the country to the other. Whereabouts in Essex are you going to, Paul? Waltham Cross. Brilliant. Um, so fans of um, pat testing <laughs> will be really pleased with this. <laughs> pat, 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 no test. pat testing tomorrow. It's, it's back to the day job tomorrow okay. and IT. But yeah, uh, any any pat testing queries, just put them up, questions on a postcard and I'll get to them on the next podcast. Good. Brilliant. Um, Darren, you must have had something better than this. Well, I've got a question for Paul. How how did said person blow up their computer? You're allowed to tell us. I have literally no idea. She just I rang think... me up and said, "My computer doesn't work anymore. Why? What's wrong with it? I don't know. It just doesn't <laughs> work." Yeah, and, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised to go in there and find it a melted mess in the morning. But oh, you know, I, honestly. I, I... I think it was because it wasn't pat tested in the first place. No, it was. Uh, it might not have been pat tested in the last 12 months, but it was definitely pat tested at one time. Uh, there we go. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for the first time in years, I didn't watch the Super Bowl because normally a few of us get together and watch it because every year by the time it comes around, I've forgotten how it works or I have to like learn how it works all over again. But there is something quite attractive about watching it but i didn't have the energy this year so i completely missed it um even with the allure of taylor swift being there but no work's been pretty mad um and i want to take this opportunity to wish everyone a happy recession as well as the news has come out today that's good. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> um, keep it light yeah, keep it light <laughs> and um, i haven't really had time to watch much on telly but the apprentice is back that's still going um, apparently hasn't had amazing viewer figures, uh, but it's still a guilty pleasure. So I've been watching that recently, um, and that's about it, really. Good. Remember, Rich, remember, Darren, we're, we're turning the corner. We're turning we the are, corner. Just, yeah. uh, the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> into, a, Listen, into a wall. Let's, let's, 
Let's okay. A balance, shall we? Let's talk about um, Labour Party candidates for uh, general elect or by election. We, shall we? we wasn't slagging oh, off let's anything. Not, let's That's not go there. Yeah. Let, let's start talking about that kind of thing, yeah. shall we? You know. Oh, so yeah. uh, good. Not, uh, good. we um, really do need a politics podcast because it's just going to be an hour of me and Darren screaming at each other. Yeah. <laughs> um, One day. That's um. What have I been doing? I watched. I haven't talked about True Detective Night Country. That's what I've been watching. Um, it's got one more episode left. It's only got six parts. It's um, in the True Detective universe, so it's not directly by the same writer. Um, it follows Jodie Foster, and I've forgotten the other actress's name, and it's set in Alaska, and it has a very different feel to it. It has a supernatural feel to it. Um, it's very good. I really like it. It's Alaska. Just watching something just makes you feel so cold, that place <laughs> It looks so cold, um, but it's beautifully lit. It's a, it's a, it's a. It has almost like a. There's a research station in, in Alaska, very much like the thing, and suddenly they all disappear and they're all found together dead, in a kind of like a, in a bundle, in a frozen bundle, and it's, it's investigation trying to find out what's happened. And there's only one, yeah, one more episode left, so hopefully it all gets tied up. But I really enjoyed it. I think it's had some. Uh, mixed responses, but I really, really enjoyed myself with it. I think Jodie Foster's Gar- great in it. Yeah, go on, Gareth. Do I, I've got it recorded. Do I need to have watched any of the other True Detectives no. to fully appreciate? Absolutely not. So you can do it as Good. a separate thing. Yeah, absolutely. All kind of can separate I, story. Can I watch the thing instead? Because it's obviously a fantastic movie. Yeah, you can watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Because this is sounds that... dreadful. This sounds very dull. <laughs> is that an American <laughs> film, Paul? The thing? No, no. It, it was made in um, Pinewood Studios, mate. <laughs> oh, my word! Right, let's talk about games. Let's talk about games we've been playing because we've been playing some games, some good ones. And who should we start with? I think let's start with a bigger one. I think Darren. Let's really start with you. You've got something, something old, okay, something borrowed, something new. Tell us about it. Let's leave. With that. Yeah, so I've been playing Tomb Raider 1 to 3 Remastered starring Lara Croft, which is a bit of a mouthful, um, but that's what they've decided to call it. So this is a remaster, it's billed as a remaster of the first three games that came out, if memory serves me right, 1996 to 1998 for the PlayStation, and they were released on PC, I think, as well. And one of them might have even found its way to Sega Saturn. It was that long ago. Um and what they've done is uh, obviously the the core design, the, the original developers uh, are now defunct and they were based in Derby, not far from me and Paul. Um, so Aspire have taken on the role of publishing and developing it. And what they've done, they've done a number of things to the games. Um, and I love, love the games, absolutely love them. So I was really, really excited to get my hands on this. Most noticeably, they've upscaled uh, the visuals so they haven't, they haven't, it's not a remake, they haven't rebuilt it, they haven't smoothed off edges and stuff. What they've done is they've just increased the detail on the foundations that have already been laid, which for me, I love because it walks the line between you can still kind of tell when these games are released, but you're seeing them through modern eyes, which, and, and it's just little things like in a lot of the outdoor areas, the process and power of the PlayStation wasn't powerful enough, so there would just be a, a blank black sky. If it's a nighttime scene, whereas now there's a starry night and moon and detail and the draw distance is better. So I, I think it really works. 
another area they've worked on which doesn't quite work as well as the controls so for those who have played the original Tomb Raiders they're described as tank controls the way Lara handles you have to pivot on the spot line up your jumps perfectly or you'll plummet to your death it's quite clunky to say the least so they've redesigned the controls in a modern way but because they haven't redesigned pretty much any of the passages of play of how the game works they don't quite work in some situations so the best example I can give is if you're having to drop down from one ledge to another it's quite high you would back off the ledge hang and then drop so you wouldn't take any damage in the modern controls you can't do that because if you use a thumbstick Lara immediately turns and runs in that direction so she'll just run straight off the edge and take damage or end up killing herself or whatever so it's it's it, at first it feels like a revelation but then the the drawbacks of the modern controls kind of start to show themselves as you play through the game that being said i think they're well worth revisiting and if you put them in the context of when they're released they still stand up really well to this day you know globetrotting adventure game starring one of you know the best british video game characters that has ever been um i absolutely loved my time with it um absolutely love my time with it but it's not um it's not ironed out all the kinks of of when the game was released so you've still got to kind of forgive it it's um drawbacks as well um thank you darren that was very good um richard you've been playing it as well haven't you yeah uh i agree with darren i think the best way to play it is to sort of like have a hybrid of tank and modern controls mm. um just because there's certain areas but they did the way that the game was built uh lends itself to the tank controls so I think some I read somewhere that it's very much like a, a grid system is every Tomb Raider level. So you need that precision that you mm. don't get from the modern controls. Yeah. But you get it from the tank controls. But yeah, it's like it's like playing it with the, the modern graphics on as well, uh, and the ability to switch back between the two. It's like wearing those rose tinted glasses, it looks exactly like you would remember it. <laughs> wow. Mm. And I think they've done a really good job in, in updating it in that sense. Hmm. Yeah, good fun. Good fun. Okay. And Paul, any being, questions? Being somewhat older than you two, I do remember these games the first time around. And what you say about the grid system, that was how I used to play it. You would have, you know, you'd know that you'd get to an edge, jump backwards once, and then run and jump, and you get over it, and this, that, and the other. So that's still there, is it? You can still play it that way. You can. But in the modern controls, you can't tap down to jump back. She'll turn on her axis and run in the other direction. So that's well, that's where ruined they... it then. Well, in some in, in some instances it works, but yeah, it makes the jumping and the, the high um, the height platforming quite difficult and risky. The good news is, is you can save whenever you want, and they've done away with the stupid save crystals from Tomb Raider <laughs> One and Three, so oh. they're just collectibles now. Um, so you can save whenever you want. So I, I, I know me and Ali were talking about this as well on the on Discord last night. But I don't know if it's just me, <laughs> but when you save the first time, you open the passport up on the pause screen and you save. But then when you go to save the second time, that shifts to the second page and it automatically comes up with the load gain on the first page. So I accidentally kept loading my game and losing progress. <laughs> And it's the same <laughs> when the restart level is on the third page. So if you finish a level and go on to the next level, there's no autosave. So if you die and you don't 
flick through to restart level, you'll load your game instinctively and go all the way back to the previous level and have to do it again. So just a word of warning, there are quality of life improvements that could still be made. Mm. Wow. Just, just another a top tip for, for Darren. If you want to jump backwards when you've got the modern controls and if you hold out your guns then and then press back, you will you will jump backwards. But I don't think it's enough that it will save you if you then jump off a ledge. Oh yeah, I was trying that. I, I couldn't I couldn't hang off the ledge to do a safe drop because I couldn't put my pistols away. No. Yeah. Interesting. Good. Thank you very much. What well I'm Paul for admitting you're the oldest member of the podcast. It takes a lot of guts to admit that. <laughs> well, do you know what? Yeah, so it's um, it's good for that. So that... well, you you'll be dead soon. So then I will be the oldest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. I know. Harsh, isn't it? Especially with me and my like a threat. Especially with me. Yeah. Well, he lives in London. You know, the life expectancy ain't going to be great. <laughs> um, let's um, go to you, Paul. What have you got? What's your first game? I'll talk about a game that I'm surprised that you didn't want to play, Gareth, to be fair, um, called Banishers Ghosts oh of New Eden. Oh, my God, you think that game. Well, <laughs> just remember that. It's, just... it's, it's a really, really good game. I really enjoyed it. When you start playing it, you think, oh, it's going to be a bit like Dark Souls, you know, with the emphasis on the souls because it's a ghost game. But it turns out to be so much more than that. It's a love story it's a detective game it's a it is a bit of souls like slash them up and beating bosses but there's so much depth and there's so much love gone into making the game um it it just blew me away it was really really good um so yeah it'd be right up your alley gareth good i'm well um, i'm saving myself for um Dragon Dolphin 2. That's my going to be my big game. Yeah, for but the you have to you have to you have to finish the first one first. Oh, I've before done you that. Can play yeah, that. Done that. No, you done. haven't. You done. have not. It's all done. I think I reviewed you've it. Never even. I think I reviewed it. Heard of, I don't think you did. I don't think you've ever heard of Dragon's Dogma until you realised that I wanted to play it. So I think I might anyway, reviewed it. Not that I'm. I'm going to check. Not this. that I'm suggesting <laughs> that you're childish. I'm, I'm going to check but. this while we go <laughs> towards Richard's break. When uh, we go to our commercial break, yeah. we'll check. Send it to um, what did you give it, Paul? Yeah, I know what you gave I it. I gave it. Do you well? Uh, can you guess what I gave I it? Four point five. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only one that's given it four point five. It, it in the whole world. The only there was some um, issues with the camera, yeah, and there was some issues with some of the missions. The things that you had to do to advance the missions were completely obtuse. There was no way that you would figure it out get kind of just wander around and try and interact with everything until the game decided you'd done enough to move this haunting case on um <clears throat> but it looks like i mean it set itself up beautifully for a replay because there are two different endings you can go for um and yeah i really enjoyed my time with it and i'm not going to stop playing it now that i've written the review i really want to get to the end and see what happens I've just um, looked on the site and I had, did review Dragon's Dogma on the Xbox One in 2017. Unbelievable. Never. Oh, I'm just going to send a little note to Neil to remind him of that um, as I did the oh, first okay. game. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. What a load of nonsense. What did I give it? So a quick look. 4.5. Four and a half. No, there's, no, there's no mark on there. Um, oh. There you go. Are you sure you reviewed it then? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Xbox One review. Look at that. October the 23rd, 2017. <laughs> wow. 
God. Not that you want to say I told you so or anything. No, but... I just remembered. I didn't remember until you said it. Now you brought it up. Now I've got evidence. But we don't want to, we don't want to hold it against you. Um, <laughs> Richard, what have you got? What's your first review? Uh, Wash Dry Challenges. Uh, it's a game that is a first-person shooter with a big emphasis on speedrunning. Um, so you'll start off like the first level you do in like less than three seconds, and it's just showing you the ropes and everything. But it's sort of along the same lines of uh, Doom, in that you're going through these levels as fast as you can, shooting aliens and uh, listening to some heavy metal in the background. Um, and these, I think there's a, oh, there's over 200 levels, so you'll just keep building and building, and it does a really good job of expanding your arsenal and giving you new abilities and then throwing you into these levels to use them. Um, and then as you progress, each, each level will give you a, a grade based on your time, and then you can go and try and beat it, and then there's obviously an online leaderboard with friends and everything like that. Um and then the medals will then unlock variations of the same levels, but also, um, I think they're called big fun levels. Obviously, a, oh. um, a riff on the the BFG from Doom. Right. Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah that's the one. Um, and these are then just like there's a, then there's the arena levels where you need to survive for as long as possible. Um, so there's there's quite um, it's good fun. Uh, there's there's enough variation I think in there to to help go through all these levels because you will be playing a lot of them, and then obviously the online leaderboards and having friends on there helps a lot. Uh, yeah, it came out in September. I think I gave it a three point five. Um, good fun. Um, I just I I think because I'm I'm the only person that's played it on my friends list and then looking at the there's a, there's a multiplayer as well and there's community levels that can be built but i think they're only on pc but they've been brought they brought over to console but you can't build the levels yourselves on console um there's just no online community for it so the, the one online multiplayer game i did play was me myself and i and it would have been good fun with other people because it awards points based on on how quick you complete levels and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty good fun. And I think I think it would be up Paul and Darren Street as well. Mm. Yeah, sounds quite you, interesting. You've not sold it to me, I've got to say. No. Shooting no, aliens? No, I, I, shooting aliens is all right, but against the clock? I mean, that seems a bit... You want to take your time and enjoy shooting these aliens. <laughs> you get a lot of shoot. You don't want to be rushing around just trying to shoot them as quick as you can. You want to take your time, savour the moment. Wow. Good. Thank you, Kim Paul, um, for those wise words. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, kid, not everything's a race. Uh, no. Spoken like a true sadomasochist. <laughs> <laughs> take, take your time. Um, good. Right. Thank you, Richard. Thank you very much. Um, let's go to who's next? It's me. Um, I've, I've played a game called The Inquisitor and The Inquisitor is one of these strange games that just suddenly dropped I don't think I've heard anything about it at all in this month and The Inquisitor is based on a, a Polish set of sort of dark fantasy novels by a famous Polish writer I can't remember the name of and it's set in this alternate 12th century fake European city and the idea is that 
in religious terms, Christ was on the cross, but got off the cross and used the cross to kill um, <laughs> um, Pilate um, by killing him with a, with the cross. And then he goes. Then Christ goes off to then lead um, a rebellion and a kind of army and destroy the Roman Empire. So you've got this very different kind of religious uh, version. So it's called Christ, Christ the Triumphant. So all the religious pictures, all the ones like the Mary and stuff, are all pictured with swords. So it has a very this kind of background. But the Catholicist um, church is still there. A new place inquisitor who's basically come to this town to get rid of vampires. Um, but you get embroiled in a kind of murder investigation around the town, which you're trying to find out who did this and meeting all these different characters. Um, so as a story and as a kind of... Um, unique bit of gameplay and unique kind of world, open world in this city. It's really, it reminds me of playing those 360 games that came out that really took a risk. Those kind of single player open world adventure games that really were like, you'd always get, you felt like you were getting a different one every month. It was like really strange kind of places. We we sort of do live in a world of of sequels now and we kind of know what we've got to do and people have got to be a bit more safer. Um, Gameplay wise, it plays like a 360 game at times. (laughs) It's quite rough around the edges, and that's in terms of visuals sometimes, in sound levels all over the place. Um, you've got some combat that's okay. There's quick time events. There's um, puzzles. There's kind of like mini games you can do. There's sort of stealth sections. Um, but I never got bored with it at all, and it's like about eight hours long. Um, and I was really intrigued to see where the story goes. I really quite like walking around the world that felt very vibrant. Um, how it's going to do, I've got no idea. I mean, it's just dropped from nowhere, I think. I don't know if people are kind of aware of it. Um, but a review should be on the on the site soon. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think I gave it a three and a half. But it is really rough around the edges. I didn't mind that. I didn't mind it at all. Um, the Inquisitor. Here we go. I do uh, have a question. Go on. Are you a member of the Spanish Inquisition? <laughs> That's how I, so I started my review, Paul. So, but I think I think only me and you would get that. <laughs> it's only for us oldies that's going to get that. Uh, Nobody expects. Yeah. Please tell me you started your review. I did. Like that. I did. Nobody exactly. The Inquisitor. Yeah. Exactly that. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's 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 good. It's, it, it is interesting, but it, is, it feels really old school. Um, let's go back one more each. Um, let's go with who do I start with? Darren. Let's go with you. Darren. Oh yeah. And um, that Inquisitor sounds good. It, it, mm. I thought you were describing a Quentin Tarantino film when you started. Quite, <laughs> quite, quite a good description. Just yeah. Really. Um, so the the other game I've been playing um, over the last week is a game called Speed Crew. So it's structured like what I reference quite a lot is one of the overcooked style games. So you are um, managing a certain um situation against the clock um sorry paul um so i bought your base um in a pit lane on a racetrack so cars will pull in and they'll have different problems so they might have dented bodywork flat tires uh, they might just run out of fuel and you've got to patch them back up as quickly as possible and get them back, back out on the track so they can complete as many laps as possible and the more laps that your team complete the better the pit crew perform in what seems to be a little internal competition. So there's a live scoreboard on the level and you're performing against four other teams and you can continually jostling for position. And that's basically it really. As you go through the levels, you will get access to different tools. So for example, you start off with just a simple wrench to change a flat tire 
but then you might get like a, a power wrench or you might get a little automatic um, flat tire thing that repumps it that can kind of chug away or you can go off and do something else and the trick is to repair as many of them as possible so they do as many laps and then you're more likely to win um, there are four championships and there's 10 rounds in each and then a couple of bonus rounds as well and they're set once a decade so I think you start in the 70s or the 80s and you come up to pretty much the present day maybe a few years behind the present day and it's good for, it is good fun to be fair I really enjoyed it like it's simple and it's aimed at all ages but it works and it is it is quite enjoyable it's nowhere near as stressful as overcooked it doesn't get anywhere near that difficult um but there if you want to get the gold trophies on the levels and unlock the two special levels in each tournament then there is a bit of challenge there as well um there's no online play unfortunately you can play with friends online but there is a a saboteur mode which is a versus mode which wasn't it was it's just a bit of an add-on really it almost felt like an afterthought so essentially you and three other people can play and there's one saboteur and they turn up in the main campaign as well and they basically just come along and bash the car up so you've got more work to do and you've got to if you slap them enough times you'll get rid of them and then they'll take a few seconds before they respawn back into the level and that's um that's about all there is to it really oh that does sound quite fun is it fun? It is, it is it is it's if you want a simple level of strategy and you don't want to be stressed out by something it is quite good for a few hours yeah and it looks pretty enough as well um so yeah i think i don't know if i gave it a four or like two made or a three and a half i think i gave it a four okay do you like the sound of that four <laughs> well no. you might be on that it's not for you <laughs> it's not for me no. you don't do any driving paul sorry well then it's definitely not for me see i, d- <laughs> I don't like overcooked so I wouldn't like this, I don't think. No. So, sorry. Cannibal Cuisine? Oh, yeah, I loved that. <laughs> that was the best game I've ever played. There we go. Um, I can't believe you made me play it as much as you did. You <laughs> um, Paul, let's talk about another franchise that's almost as frequent as Sonic. That's, what's this game about? <laughs> it, is, it is almost as frequent as Sonic. It does seem like there's a new game in this uh, universe every five minutes. Um, the last game that I've been playing is called Warhammer 40,000 colon Chaos Gate dash Demon Hunters. So uh, it's going for quantity of words rather than quality, I think, in that title. Um, basically, it's another entry in the old uh, strategy game universe, including with the Warhammer label on it. Um, we play as a chapter of Space Marines called the Grey Knights, and we are um, just basically tasked with taking out minions of the Chaos Gods. Um, we have one big fight, and then when we're on our way home to uh, get the ship repaired and get ourselves repaired, we're taken over by an Inquisitor. I don't think it's the same one from your game. Um, <laughs> but basically then we have to go and start fighting all the minions of the chaos god nurgle um and it's quite good it's very in-depth the strategic fighting is good fun um you can set up like chain reactions where you can shoot bits of the scenery and blast enemies off the map and everything else that's all good fun it's the usual kind of warhammer fighting but the thing that's quite good as well is the sort of everyday management. 
you've got to keep the Inquisitor happy by bringing her bits of a of these monsters to study. You've got to keep the tech priest who runs the ship happy by repairing various systems and bringing the ship back into a better state. And you've also got to keep the Marines happy by keep giving them new gear and new armor and stuff. So there's a lot of things to uh, to keep you occupied. Um, and I really enjoyed it. The story's very good. Um, and yeah, if you fancy a bit of Warhammer strategy, check out Chaos Gate Demon Hunters. Good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I won't be playing that. Anyone else keen on no, that? No, no, you won't be. Yeah. I. It was the one that I played at the Frontier event. Ah, and I really right. liked it. Okay. Um, the code, funnily enough, came directly to me, but I thought there's no chance that I was going to fit it fit it in to the embargo, so I passed it on to Neil. But yeah, I did, I did really like what I did play of that. It's it's a good game. Good. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, Richard, what's your last game? Uh, I'll give a quick update on Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Uh, my Dondoko Island is shaping up nicely. Um, managed to whack, whack whack some of the pirates that keep littering my island. Um, I'm also at, quite far on with um, the memoirs of a dragon bit. So I don't know if you if you guys ever watched the trailer, but the main protagonist for many of the the games, he, he's got cancer. And he's basically going round, um, visiting all his all his old friends from throughout the series, and basically saying goodbye to them. So I'm an emotional wreck at those moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in between all that, there's still the main story and millions of other things to be doing. Um, I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near fully finishing it. I've still got tons to do. But yeah, still still very good. Still enjoying it a lot. Brilliant. Okay, yeah. Oh, God, we've got to play that one day, all of us. Um, I'm just going to do one quick update. I finished Starfield. Thank you very much. Done. Finished. <laughs> off the list. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. So it's all done. Um, let's go on to, <laughs> on to the news. Did you get all of the achievements? No. God, no. You, you have to do some have really it, boring stuff. That, no, I've done the story. <laughs> um, that's, Such a lightweight. Let's um, talk about some news because the biggest news at the moment is Xbox and PlayStation are dead. Let's <laughs> <laughs> uh, talk about because we've got tonight as we finish this podcast. The uh, Phil will be on the Xbox podcast and he's going to talk about these. First of all, let's talk about Xbox. First of all, they've talked about um, this idea of Xbox. Um, what's the word? Giving the giving their um, games onto other consoles so multi-platform multi-platform so the rumor at the moment is that you're gonna get um first of all what's the name of that game high viz i keep saying that why don't i get so high high rush High Fi rush <laughs> yeah that famous uh, game high viz <laughs> we play it a lot in the warehouse at work <laughs> yeah exactly good grief so high viz um, it's going to be the one that's going to give. <laughs> and the other rumour is Skull and Bones. And then there's rumours of No, life. it's not. It's not Skull and Bones. No, not Skull and Bones. It's the other one. CSVs. CSVs. Um, that's not out yet. You know, I'll uh, tell you what. And then I'm reason, tired. Reason I'm very that, tired. That's what we want. And, and then the rumours are that Starfield bigger names might go over so this has caused a, a meltdown with lots of people from xbox i think people have been worrying that the and and, and today before the podcast there's been a, 
a sort of like a leak saying um, that he's told staff and every screen and the Xbox staff is that uh, Xbox is on every screen. So this idea that Game Pass is their key thing um, and maybe the consoles are maybe on the way out. There's all the kind of rumours and then people get very upset about what's the point of having an Xbox, uh, you know, if it hasn't got, you know, you can only get Starfield on it, blah, 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 blah. Um, what do we think about this? Just let's have a little chat. Let's, Darren, what do you think? What's your thoughts? Um, oh, I mean, people have been going mad, haven't they? Mm. Um, uncharacteristically on the internet. It's interesting because this feels like part of a much bigger picture, which we'll probably talk about in terms of what's happening in the gaming industry. So it's interesting that Xbox are kind of just getting out there now ahead of the spec, well, not ahead of the speculation, but in response to the speculation um, and and doing this podcast or, you know, the, the top brass are, are appearing on this podcast. I think I, it, I rem, reminds me of something that Paul said ages ago on the podcast, where why would you, why would you, limit your games to one platform if you want to make the most of them which is a fair point and i guess the flip side of that is well then why will people buy your console so there's rumors that xbox is going to stop making consoles i don't believe that's going to be true there's other rumors there's going to be a handheld i think they want their games on as many devices as possible we've seen it with like samsung tvs and stuff and cloud and all that business and they've been quite clear that they're not just gonna concentrate on console and that's it and then there's other there's other reports about what's happening at, at sony as well and there's going to be you know no big first party franchise releases for the next 12 to 14 months and, and it reminds me of something you said gareth i think a few months ago where other other AAA games going to kind of dry up for a bit after we get through the backlog after COVID and stuff. So I think I think let's just wait and see before people froth at the mouth too much about what's happening. But um, I don't think this is a knee jerk reaction. I do think that that maybe maybe the timescale has been moved due to how things have been going recently. But I do think this is part of a long term strategy that that Xbox have had. Um, I don't think this is a sort of emergency it's all over situation okay good down thank you uh paul hello uh yeah i was i'm glad darren reminded me of what i said a while ago because i still think it's true to this day if you spend all this money making games why wouldn't you want to have them played on as many platforms as as you can in order to recoup the costs it's it's just basic business sense um I'm not so precious about the games on the Xbox that might be going to PlayStation or to Nintendo that, you know, I'm going to start jumping up and down and acting like some kind of spoiled child, which I've seen quite a lot of online on the Darren's favorite social media platform. Um, the, um, the, the, I, I can't actually see a downside to this. You know, there's, you can play Xbox games wherever you are. You can have. I've sat here on in the bedroom playing um, Power Wash Simulator on my phone with touch controls. You know, it's amazing. Every lunchtime when I'm in the office, I'll sit there and I'll fire up Forza Horizon 5 or I'll fire up Pal World on the PC playing on the cloud. You know, you don't have to have an Xbox to play the Xbox games. I mean, it's good. It's better if you can have a console because I like having the big black box under my telly. But 
it's not going to be the end of the world if they suddenly say, well, we're not going to make any more big consoles. We're going to make a handheld. I mean, if you look at how successful the Steam Deck's been, you can see why Microsoft would want a piece of that pie. Um, as long as they don't say, and now we're going to make a VR headset, I'll be all happy. <laughs> okay, Paul, good. Richard, what's your thoughts? I agree with these two. I don't see it being uh, an issue at all. It's not, a, Darren said it, it's not going to be a knee-jerk reaction. Microsoft will have done the numbers if it turns out that they see the benefit of releasing a couple of games on rival consoles, then have at it. It's not going to affect me in any way. Um, I think it's going to be beneficial for them. They've said for years that it's all about Game Pass. Game Pass is the big driver for that. If it means that they're releasing these games on other consoles, but they but those people that want to play them have to buy a Game Pass subscription, then I think it's going to be win-win for, for Microsoft. Um, my my only concern is perhaps on the hardware side, where I think I think they've said that they're not going to exit the hardware market, but Microsoft are really bad with physical um, games, and I think uh, as as one of the rumours that came out is that they, they shut their physical marketing department down recently as well. Um, so whatever console comes next. Uh, I worry that it is just going to be a digital only console, but that's my only concern. But if if that does happen, then I still have a Series X with a disc drive, and I'm not going to lose the backwards compatibility that I've got of four generations of Xbox games because I've still got that console there. Good, brilliant, very incisive from all three of you. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Summed it up and what easily. do you think, Darius? I'm against mm. everything you said. No, I am not. No, I don't. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. No, I think it's true. I think it's. Um, I think. I think you've got to think sometimes a little bit about people who can't. I mean, we've all got PlayStations as well, so it's people sometimes can't afford both. So there's a little bit of that, and maybe they make a decision based on what games they want, and if they feel like a game is going to. Anyway, there is there's that. I, that's my light argument towards it, but I, I think it does make complete sense if you've got if if they've spent all this money on on these um, games companies, they want to sell that Starfield game to as many people as possible. It makes complete sense. It would sell a lot of make a lot of money for them on PlayStation Five, wouldn't it? So it it, it makes complete sense. Yeah, um, there's no money in hardware. If they sell yeah, consoles I mean, that's a, a lot. That's the problem. Xbox are really lagging behind PlayStation on the on the consoles. That's the biggest thing. So they've got to do something, or they die. So this and is this this is do. it. I think that yeah. the margin on the hardware is is yeah. is non-existent or tiny. Um, but then it's in the backdrop of you know what's happening. Like there was news around um, Embracer that they've cancelled 29 unannounced games between July and December, as well as, I think it's over a, over a thousand jobs have, have gone across different arms of the of the group. You know, all the decisions that are being made are in the backdrop of the gaming industry that it's just been an awful time for people to work in the industry for the last few months. And Microsoft are buying up these studios and they're making, we've talked about the efficiency savings they're making as well. So, why would they then keep all those games only on Xbox? I, I think if you look at it as purely a business, I know there's the argument, why would people buy Xbox? But I guess if they're not just focusing on the hardware market, then that doesn't really hold much weight. Yeah. If you look at it purely from a business perspective, 
you want a, a slice of as yeah. as much market think, share as possible. I think they've got to do yeah. it. And I think in terms of games, it's a really interesting time. I mean, the, it's really interesting. There's two articles this week about the um, Immortals of Avium game, which was leaked by a developer mm. said about they spent £128 million pounds of that game why do they you know it was a massive risk and it's it's lost a lot of money mm. and and then you've got the the suicide squad stuff um and because game development is such a long period of time especially those triple a games now you know the reason those games like skull and bones is another one those they they got d- announced and developed when life service games f- people thought that was the future that was the future of gaming and that's how you're going to make money so they started making it then in 2017 and then people are not interested in live service games anymore. apparently that's a quadruple A game though exactly always a new tier of game it's that good that's one ever yeah. we'll find out a bit more about that next week um, it's yeah, so I think and PlayStation's easy. The sky's coming, taking over. He's just said um, the PlayStation Five's in the latter stage of its life cycle. I don't, I don't think we're going to get another console to twenty twenty eight. Maybe it's, it's, but it's um, and it won't be doing any major games, which is quite a blow that one um, for PlayStation. You know, it's, it's I mean, there's going to be PlayStation only games. I think already today they've. They've got a game that's they've got a console. It'd be lots of exclusives and stuff for a while, but yeah, it's. Um, I think it's a hard time. Remember, we've got this, the impact of the strikes are going to hit us this year as well. That's why everything's been delayed to twenty twenty five. You know, from the acting strike and the writer strike. So it's going to be a strange yeah, year this year. I think lots of indie stuff. I think would be great. We like the COVID times again a bit. Maybe the big ones. Be order. Um, we're going to just go on though. We're going to move on from our news, from our news of doom and gloom. But I think that was a really good point by the three of you. I think you summed it up perfectly. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. <laughs> good. Um, we're going to start a little feature when Richard's on, and we're going to call this feature um, Dobbo's Confessional. You need a sting, Dobbo. You need like an hour or something. You do need something. Just get a choir. We do that in 2025. It's a choir pingu. Tell us about what you want us to do. I don't know. And the more I think about it, the more I think that we've done something similar before but basically i just wanted to be really judgmental wanted to pose a question to you guys see who comes up with the worst worst response and and then con- <laughs> condemn them to yeah. <laughs> a life of solitude great awesome i said to you guys on the on the discord like i'm going to remain impartial because first thing that Paul did when I mentioned this was well I'm going to say Beyond Good and Evil's rubbish and I was like ah but if you do oh, it if you God. do it in a uh, I didn't if you do it in a constructive manner no he didn't <laughs> if you do it in a constructive manner then you make a good argument then I will obviously take it into account so, so I think the f- yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry Richard go on. <laughs> I think the first the first question I wanted to pose you guys was um, if you could banish any franchise into the depths of hell, what would you go for? Paul, Ooh, go first. Oh, I get to go first, do I? Yeah. Um, it's a toss-up. There were two that leapt to mind straight away. 
and those franchises are Bioshock pick, pick and, and Assassin's Creed. Pick Assassin's one. Shock. Bio Creed. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Um, I will banish Bioshock then. I just don't get it. Um, I've played all of the games. I've never finished one. They don't hold my interest, and I'm a sucker for a shooting game. So yeah, sorry. Bioshock so, can get lost. So Paul's reasoning is he just doesn't get it. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't get it. I don't get the. I don't get why everybody is so mad about these games. You know, would you kindly? No, I wouldn't. Piss off. You know, <laughs> it's great storytelling though through the medium yeah. of video games. In yeah, an era where that big cinematic storytelling. I didn't think I had to convince you, Darren. <laughs> I thought I just had to convince nobody. Well, you've well, not I, done I that either. So, uh... <laughs> I didn't realise that you were allowed to chime in as well. <laughs> we're going in overtime if you're going to talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, so that's that's my choice, Bioshock. Okay. okay. Good. Darren? Um, so I'm going to follow Paul's logic. There's a toss-up between two franchises for me. No, you have Queen. to pick one. You have to pick um, one. I, I will get there. FIFA <laughs> or Call of Duty, because I can't really see what either of them, maybe when they first came out, brought to the table, but I don't see what they bring in the modern day. I think they need to be retired. But I will probably go with FIFA um, or EA Sports, EA Football, whatever the hell it's called now. I don't think we need that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Say it, I, I, I can't argue with Darren on that one. I think that's uh, I think that's a good thought. Thank you. Not as I just, good as Bioshock, obviously, but it's a good thought. I, I, I just think it, uh, this is probably oh, well, careful not to get slapped to the libel. But <laughs> it, it feels like that on one year something will not be as good as the previous year, and then it will be remedied the next year because they reached a plateau a few years ago of what you can do with that game, and they should have stopped there. Mm, it's inter- it is an interesting argument. I will will say it's in the lead so far, although it wasn't very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm winning. Thanks, Robert. How, how rude. <laughs> I'm going to go for a, a very similar one, and that is Pro Evolution Soccer. So it's on the other side. When Pro Evolution Soccer was... Um, when it was like in the 2000s, it was the best football game. And then when it got into the 2008 period, it's, um, it lagged behind FIFA because it just didn't have the servers. It couldn't play online. So when everyone started playing online as a single player or a co-op experience, it was brilliant. But when it started um, going online, it couldn't do the servers. So it's lost its war against and it lost, started to lose its franchises. It started to lose its names. You had to call yourself Manchester Red or Manchester Blue um, instead of Manchester United or Man City. And and worse and worse now, it's a free-to-play game, but where you're, it, it just isn't the same beast as it used to be. It's, it's taken its basics. You have to pay for the things you used to have, like the Master League and stuff. It's just sort of dying a death, and maybe it should go. Or they make it into something completely new. They try again. We need, a, we need another football game. First person shooter. Yeah, we need, no, we need another football game to compete with FIFA. It'd be great. So that's my, that's my franchise. That was my, that's my main one. Is it, is it called eSports Football now? Yeah. 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 All right. 
so basically now you've got the choice between Dobbo and sorry, not between between Darren and Gareth, who have basically just come up with the same argument, or me who's thinking outside the box. I, I think they've come up with very different arguments. They've for what, they've come for what up it's with basically worth. the same game. <laughs> For what it's worth, I enjoy Bioshock. I enjoy Football Club. I enjoyed uh, Pro Evo back in the day, but I think I am going to go with Pro Evo slash esports football Brilliant. as to be banished because Gareth Gareth made the best argument, and that was that was my reasoning why. This format go. reminds me of Room 101. Have you been watching <laughs> that? I was going to say that. <laughs> Good. It, it, it is a little bit, but I, I have, I do have other questions that aren't banishing. Okay, cool. Good. 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 Thank I you. I didn't realise there was a correct and a wrong answer, unfortunately. I thought it was just an opinion piece, but, you know, yeah. I stand corrected. I will know for next time. You should know that the, all opinions are fact on the internet. <laughs> That's true, yeah. But I'm going to do more research into what into games that you like and don't like, so next time you ask me, I can choose something I know you don't like. Okay. As Good. long as you argue it well. There we go. That was the first instalment of Dobbo's Confessional. We'll put some music in for that next time. Um, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Do you, know, do you know what yeah. would be good? Yeah, go on. If, if we could get the sound effect of when a monk picks up a, a, a tribute on Age of Empires. <laughs> okay, good. Oh, yes. You, 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 oh, goodness sake. You two, you Darren have to get Age of Darren Empires in there somewhere, don't you? Get it for me, yeah, you too. By, by the way, I like that franchise, so be careful when you decide <laughs> to speak doesn't? about that. Who doesn't like that franchise? <laughs> I, I don't like that franchise. <laughs> yeah. i got a feeling Paul's never going to win this. Can we that one? <laughs> 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 going to um, change my answer. Yeah. Um, that's it, gentlemen. Thank you so much. That was good. I like that. Um, what's, uh, what are we looking forward to next week, Darren? What are you looking to? Uh, we're going to the theater, and a friend of our, a friend of a friend of ours is is starring in a, a production. Um, so we're going to see her, and then we're doing dinosaur mini golf at the weekend, and obviously listening to the future of Xbox in about an hour's time. Mm, good. What are you going to see at the theater? What's the production? It's called Betty Blue Eyes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, tell us what it's like. Yeah. Um, Small theatre, but it should be good. Yeah. Um, Paul, what about you? Um, I haven't really got very much to look forward to, sadly. Um, <laughs> You've got something in my... here. You're not going to say that out loud, are you? I, I can't remember what I wrote. <laughs> what, what did I write, Gareth? Tell me. Do you want me to say it out loud? Yes, yeah, say it out loud. Wife away for three days, so peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, obviously. I mean, wow. I, t- I took that as, you know, that I'm really looking forward to that. Wow. Um, she's Not... taking the boy and they're going to go and visit her father in Wales for three days. So I'm going to be left to my own devices. So I'll be running around the house in my pants. It'll be great. Pat um, testing everything at home. Pat testing all of the things. <laughs> the, um, it's actually my son's 13th birthday on wow. Saturday. Oh. So we'll be going out for that and I will have an official teenager. Although he's been in his pre-teens for about the last four years, so I can't see there's going to be much difference. Didn't you have a terrible uh, birthday last year? Was it awful? Something happened. I can't remember. You talked about it in the podcast. My birthday no, not last his, year. His got, birthday. Uh, his birthday. You did something. Oh, went out for dinner. He, he always does it. I went and did Laser Quest. Oh, I can't remember. After that, I, w- I was a little unfit, unfortunately, <laughs> because, you know. When you're the only grown-up in the room with a bunch of kids, you're, you're quite a large target for mm. Laser Quest. So uh, I ended up getting shot to pieces. But, yeah, 
That was it. Yeah. I, I thought you meant my birthday then when I got COVID, no. which was my great birthday present. So good. But anyway, thank you, Gareth, for thank your you. interest. Good, thank you. Richard, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Uh, I've got a couple of gigs. On oh. Saturday, I'm going to see Fozzy, which is Chris Jericho's band in Bradford. And then Sunday, we've got Bowling for Soup and Less Than Jake are doing like a co-headline show in Leeds. Ooh. So, looking forward to them. Exciting. Yeah, good. If I knew who they were, I'd be very excited. <laughs> good. Popular beat combo, Yes, Gareth. thank you. Is it in like... the hit parade. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is, it, is it Dire Straits? Do they know yeah. them? Do they yeah. play them? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. They, they yeah. covered the Dire Straits. Good, so. good. thank you. Um, <laughs> right, gentlemen. <laughs> until next time, but thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. We had found all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at the Xbox Hub and search for the Xbox Hub on Facebook.